All right, buddy. Hey, let's kick it over to our interview here with Nick Roush. This is an all-timer. This, this is the most we've ever talked about Cousin Shade on one of these damn interviews. I, I felt like you were doing the interviewing. Oh, man. When he came over at SEC Media Days, I thought I thought when the lights came on, Mike was going to get his ass whooped up here in front of Paul Feinbaum and everybody. <laughs> All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by friend of the show, Nick Roush, one of the best out there covering the SEC. And, of course, he covers the Kentucky Wildcats for Kentucky Sports Radio and On3 Sports. Nick, how's it going, buddy? It's uh, it's going well. Excited for, uh, man, one of the bigger games that I've covered um, for the University of Kentucky, Kirk Herbstreet. This will be the first time that Kentucky's getting the Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler treatment down at Neyland Stadium, and so uh, the Cats get a chance to play spoiler, and as bad as that South Carolina loss was and as heartbreaking as that Ole Miss loss was, failing to score there on the final three drives, you can get a lot of goodwill back if you go and wreck Tennessee season down in Knoxville this Saturday. Yeah, and it's a huge weekend for us on our show, of course, because we got the the bourbon bet going live with many listeners. We got a lot of loyal listeners from (laughs) Kentucky, and the first ever – in-person bourbon bet between Nick Roush, Cousin Shane at SEC Media Days. If Kentucky loses, Nick says he'll send some of that fine Kentucky bourbon down to Cousin Shane. Mm-hmm. If, if if Kentucky wins, Shane's got to send that whiskey up to, to, I believe you live in Louisville, right? So That's correct, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's play the clip real quick from SEC Media Days just to verify I'm not making any of this up. Last thing I have for you, you know, I know this may be a little bit sensitive for the Kentucky fan base, but the Tennessee-Kentucky game, they used mm-hmm. to play for a beer barrel. Yes. And I realize why they don't do it anymore, tragic death. It was, yes. But, but do, do the Kentucky fans, do they want that back? Because Tennessee people, we're dying to bring that we, the yeah. bear barrel back. We, we need to bring it back. And the problem is, is we've got an athletic director right now that beer's a four-letter word, you know. <laughs> Unless you're rich. If you've got money, you can drink it in the suites. You can't yeah. drink it anywhere else. But it, it is one of those things that I know there's a negative connotation around it. Yeah. But this is a cool damn trophy. Can we not just have a cool trophy for a rivalry game? And now we're finally winning it every once in a while. And it doesn't hey, just have Tennessee wins all over. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. You, you don't have to commit at, any, at all. But we, on our show, we got a lot of Kentucky fans. Mm-hmm. So because there's no beer barrel, what we do is we do, we call it the bourbon bet game. Okay. And if Kentucky wins, they have to sell us. We they send us we, Kentucky okay. whiskey. No, no, if if they win, which is, you know, not often. Rare. But it's very rare. Win, <laughs> we send them Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. Okay. And then we'll get. Well, uh, mayor's bet. I'm up for a mayor's bet. Okay. Let's do it, Shane. Yeah, yeah. All, right. yeah. all right. Deal. You got it, brother. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Deal. All right, and then Nick. So, Cousin Shane, he did want me to make this offer to you. Because Tennessee is just such a juggernaut, he will not hold it against you. If you want to back out of this thing, <laughs> heading into this game, do, do you have a response to that? Scare money don't make no money, Shane, all right? I am not afraid of you and your stupid volunteers in their black uniforms. Like, oh, we're blacking it out. You're wearing black to your own funeral. It's really cute. I appreciate it. And I just I just cannot wait to taste Tennessee volunteers. I cannot wait to hear Boo Birds. Like the last time Kentucky played at Knoxville. People will forget the last time Kentucky was down in Knoxville. They won. They won that football game. Jerry Garantano threw about 17 pick sixes. I don't think that's the same recipe for a Kentucky victory this time. But nevertheless, I'm not the biggest fan of Tennessee whiskey, but it's going to taste so, so good 
coming from cousin Shane. Uh, the best, the best drinks are free ones. And I, I'm going to be drinking it up heartily after a huge win Saturday night, cousin Shane. So let me ask you about this, uh, this matchup with the fans and everything. I know you're very plugged into this Kentucky fan base. Is this the game more than any other that Kentucky fans want to win? You know, the, I, I think it is this year. Uh, for the longest time, it was, especially when Bobby Petrino was at Louisville, like there was so much animosity between the two programs then. And, you know, they had Lamar Jackson and everything was exciting then. But I, I do feel like the winds have shifted because, I mean, over the last 10 years, man, maybe, you know, go back to even the last six, right? Maybe it started in 2017. Kentucky's win loss record, I don't have it in front of me. I, I haven't been crunching the numbers as usual. I had, had a kid recently, so we're not we're not doing as much homework. But Kentucky has a better record over the last five, six years, and yet they've only got two wins to show for it, right? This has been the team that, I mean, especially in that 2018 season where it was one of Kentucky's best teams ever, they go and lay a stinker down in Knoxville. This is the one program that you're close to. You're, you're more similar than you are different, and yet they've consistently had the upper hand this one, this win could go a long way because of how much it could hurt the other team, right? It, it's kind of similar to and – it's, and it's not the exact same, but it's kind of how it was when Tennessee beat Alabama. When you're able to exercise those demons and finally get one up on the rival, th this could go a long way to really shut up those balls. Who, you know, as, as good as they've been as of late, the difference last year, it was just a pick six, right? That, that was the game. It was a shootout that came down to one – big turnover for Tennessee. I, I think the game really can be a close uh, down to the wire. It's all coming down to who makes the biggest plays in crunch zone. What's your confidence level that the Kentucky offensive line will hold up? They've had two weeks to prepare, get healthy. Will Levis getting uh, back to health. What's your confidence level that they hold up against Tennessee? You know, I actually, a lot of people would be more worried about uh, Tennessee's offense and how you match up with them. But I'm, I'm, you, you make a great question though, Mike, because I'm, 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 I'm probably more worried about the offensive side of things. Like the key for Kentucky to win this game is can they turn scoring opportunities into touchdowns and not just field goals? Uh, running the football, they've shown signs, right? Like Chris Rodriguez was once again a monster against Mississippi State. He looked like old Chris Rodriguez once again. Um, they are going to be healthy once again on that offensive line. But it's, will you be able to score? I brought that Ole Miss game earlier. Final three possessions, turnover on downs in Ole Miss territory. Turnover, turnover inside the Ole Miss red zone. They're good at moving the ball, uh, and they're good at actually dictating the pace of the game. If there was a uh, they, they, I think they can make this a limited possession game, but it, it all comes down to are you kicking field goals or are you scoring touchdowns at the end of drives? Uh, Kentucky a year ago under Liam Cohen, they were outstanding in the red zone and they were outstanding on third downs. Kentucky's still good on third downs thanks to Will Levis, but they're leaving too many points off the scoreboard when they get uh, in opponent's territory. Now, I realize you're not a, a coach. And, and the, you know, those guys in Lexington, they're getting paid for a reason. But what would Nick Roush, what would your game plan be for Kentucky heading into this matchup? Would you would you try to limit the possessions of Tennessee and pound with Chris Rodriguez? Or do you look at it this like, hey, as good as Kentucky's defense is playing, they're probably, I mean, giving up 30 points would be a good performance. Tennessee's averaging 50. 
mm-hmm. would you try to outscore them with Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez and and these outstanding receivers that that should really that matchup should favor Kentucky because Tennessee's secondary has been so average at best this season. Yeah, if I think I'm doing one thing to try to throw a curveball, if you will, it's 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 maybe throw it a little more on first down, right? And it doesn't have to be anything over, you know, even if it's just a screen to Barry on Brown. He showed us in that old Miss game. He, he caught two screen passes and had 80-some-odd yards, right? Like, you don't have to do a lot for these receivers to get a lot of receiving yards. It looks like Tavion Robinson is going to be back for this game after the Virginia Tech transfer, missed the Mississippi State game. I, I think a lot of it is just trying to – you, you can't forget about Chris Rodriguez, right, because he's your most consistent playmaker. But when they're selling out for the run, you've got to be able to dump it over the top of those linebackers that are getting downhill. So I think a lot of it is just it's just getting a good feel for when to time up those shots. And a lot of it is probably going to be throwing the ball on first down. That's a dangerous game to play against Tennessee, uh, getting behind the chains. But I ultimately think if you can have some passing success on first down, that the passing game can actually open up that rushing game for Chris Rodriguez, where you can create some some long drives and keep that Tennessee offense off the field. Now, those Kentucky coaches, Nick, they've said, Will Levis, they would take no one over him. Josh Heupel, same thing. Not going to take anyone over Hendon Hooker. Maybe that's coach speak, but in your opinion, who's who is going to have a better game here on Saturday? Because it, it may just simply come down to, to which quarterback is more on point on Saturday, particularly if it's a high-scoring football game. No, you're 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 exactly right, Mike. And and you know I'm I'm riding or dying with Will Levis, of course. But I think if you look at the the biggest differences between the two uh, this year, it's Hooker is still doing a good job of creating some some yards and some big plays with his feet, where that just hasn't been the case with Will Levis this year. He's become much more of a, a pocket passer, right? He's not jumping over dudes. He's not lowering his shoulder. Um, and and ultimately, that's the that's the kind of plays, even though you kind of want that if you're Kentucky, those the, the biggest game-changing – I think some of the biggest game-changing plays of the year have been Hooker getting aggravating third and 13s with his feet. That's that's I think that is the ultimate difference maker and obviously the turnover category because as good as Will Levis has been, and even though he's made a lot of those next-level kind of pro football throws that we talk about so often that NFL draft analysts love, he has just turned the ball over more. And Hooker is I, – I swear, I my biggest bet going into the season is that there's no way he can keep playing at that level. You know what? Hendon Hooker, you can definitely keep playing this well. There's no chance you're going to commit three turnovers against Kentucky. It's impossible. There's no way he's going to get worse. I, it's, it's just he, – he's just one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, and no way he's going to make a bunch of just definitely – game crushing mistakes it would be just such a shame if that happened against kentucky yeah brilliant i see what you did there well let me ask you real a follow-up real quick on that why is will nevis will levis not running is it is it because he's been banged up or is it more because we've seen you know the drop off without will levis in the lineup they just can't afford to get him hurt see and and a lot of it is a, a conscious decision by the coaching staff like if if we if we let the uh, if we let go of the rope and just let him run, oh, he's going to and he's gonna lower his shoulder and bad things can happen. And uh, Rich Scangarello, guy who spent a lot of time in the NFL, just knows like it doesn't matter how big and how strong you are, you're just gonna get a hit that you can't come back from. So I, I think a lot of that was a conscious effort that this guy is gonna try so damn hard. If we're going to use him to run, 
we have to be careful because, I mean, we saw what Kentucky was like without him. The, the, this season's going to go as far as number seven takes him. They can't afford for, for him to get banged up. And a lot of it, too, comes down to when the pressure's breaking down in pass protection, there, there hasn't always been those holes, right? Like, when, when the play breaks down, he hasn't had that wiggle room to be able to run and create plays with his legs, uh, unlike Hendon Hooker, who just – he's really slippery. you got to give that guy a ton of credit. Um, he's exceeded my expectations this year. and um, Frankly, I just – I hope he does not on Saturday because he has been uh, as good he, – he's been an outstanding college quarterback. And I'm curious um, when, you know, five, six months from now when the draft talk starts, how much – do teams knock him for playing in this? I'm not going to call it a gimmicky, but like it's a very unique college only system. How much are they going to knock him and how much are they just going to say, you know what? Like this dude just doesn't turn it over. He's got a great arm. He's, he's got to be in the first round pick because he, he could end up being that guy, uh, a la Lamar Jackson, where they thought that he was just going to be a college star and then he ended up sneaking into the end of the first round and being a, a quality NFL quarterback. All right. Moment of truth. Final question here, Nick. I already know what you're going to say. Prediction, who's winning the football game, and do you have a score prediction? Ultimately, I really think this Ole Miss, that Ole Miss game prepared this team a lot for what they're going to see as far as tempo goes. Uh, obviously, Ole Miss runs the ball a lot more than, than Tennessee will. Um, but also, Kentucky secondary, uh, outside of Keedron Smith, they, they've seen this before. No, and Smith even saw it last year down in the, the famous Mustard game. So they, 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 they know what they're facing this time, unlike last time. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a much lower scoring game. And, and really, it's it's going to come down to who can make plays at the end to convert. Tennessee has done it before. But, like, I, here's the thing, Mike. I'm going to say I'm going to give you Kentucky. But I'm ultimately probably going to pick Tennessee uh, to win, like, a 31-28 type of game, maybe 31-27, because I'm so – Kentucky has not shown it enough to me this year when it comes down to scoring, um, opportunities, making the most of them, and making silly turnovers. There's been a lot of silly turnovers, uh, a lot of self-inflicted mistakes, whether it be on special teams. I mean, they've snapped two balls. They've given up two safeties this year, just snapping over dudes' heads. They missed extra points. They, you can't do that against this team. It has to go on the other way, and I just don't know if I trust Kentucky enough to do it. So, um, Shane, I'm still not giving up the faith. I'm going to get some bourbon off of you, but ultimately I am going to predict a Tennessee win. Slightly, slightly. Yeah, you've already tweeted the Tennessee black jersey going to a funeral for the Vols, so I'll, I'll be sure to retweet that Saturday night. No one, uh, We saw that. We'll, we'll remind you of it, but we really do appreciate it, Nick. Before you go, tell the audience where to find all your outstanding work. I'm uh, at Roush KSR on Twitter. That's R-O-U-S-H, like the Mustang, Roush Racing. And uh, you can find me at KentuckySportsRadio.com. We've got plenty of podcasts on the Kentucky Sports Radio YouTube. And I also do a radio show on the Big X Sports Radio, 7 to 9 each Monday morning, Monday through Friday. So we tweet out that podcast. It's everywhere. So really appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, let me spread the good Kentucky Big Blue Gospel and would love to dance on cousin Shane's grave Sunday morning. Would just absolutely nothing would give me more joy than to do that. All right. So there you got it from Nick and even he Shane, big Kentucky backer there. Yeah. D likes Tennessee's odds to get to win. Maybe, you know, I think he's playing some of that, uh, you know, he's trying to put the jinx, trying to put that hex on them balls, but uh, mm -mm -mm. it's pretty bad for the, I mean, hell cousin Ollie may, uh, he, he may have just, 
uh, X Nick off his Christmas wish list. You know what? I tell you what, people don't know what what these guys are doing, like Nick and and Ollie in particular. You know this rat poison they're spreading all over our Twitter. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I I know exactly what y'all are doing and and getting us. It, they're creating that trap game scenario, and I could see right through it, Mike. But that's again what worries me because every time you talk to somebody, they want to mention the Georgia game. They want to mention SEC championship potential shots of the college football playoffs you'd think we're going to the bcs national champ (laughs) just because we beat alabama no we're not we gotta go one game at a time that old cliche uh you know get the cleats in the ground as as stoops (laughs) likes to say so brother this is going to be an an awesome game and there's going to be a lot of alcohol exchanged after this thing hell there'll be alcohol (laughs) exchanged during this thing because i'm gonna it's a night game it's going to be an awesome electric and environment uh i do want to i want to the bourbon bet's done everybody keeps asking me how do i get in on this action i'm done all right i got three here uh two longtime listeners we got ollie todd they are in the on the bourbon bed, and now we got Nick. He's probably, probably, you know, he's got all them diapers and stuff now, so it's probably like a tiny bottle of bourbon, one of them ones you get at the airport. That's okay. Whatever he can send, I'll take it. 